The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Ian Stewart. Virginia Commonwealth University unveiled a plaque and bench on campus Monday in memory of Adam Oakes, a student who died in a hazing incident in 2021. Family members, including Adam's father, Eric Oakes, addressed students and staff two years after Adam's death. Even though Adam died from alcohol poisoning, make no mistake, the fraternity hazed Adam to death and the tool they used was alcohol. The only thing that remotely makes any sense to me is that God knew our family wouldn't sit idly by and ignore Adam's death. We're going to use every means at our disposal and share with everyone that will listen to what happened to Adam that night. The family has established the Love Like Adam Foundation to raise awareness about the dangers of hazing. VCU President Michael Rao said Monday the university is working to ensure that what happened to Adam doesn't happen to other students. The university has since changed some of its rules governing fraternities and hired a hazing prevention coordinator. In an effort to address staffing shortages, Henrico County will begin offering educators an annual bonus next year. The $3,000 award will go to teachers in schools with a 25% vacancy rate or provisionally licensed teachers, according to WRIC. Both new and existing teachers will receive the financial incentive, and the bonuses will continue for three years, regardless of staffing levels. Though Governor Glenn Youngkin hasn't announced his bid for the presidency, he is planning out-of-state meetings. On Wednesday, Youngkin is set to speak with donors in New York City, according to the New York Times. One of them, a grocery store mogul, has a record of making donations to presidential hopefuls. Youngkin isn't the only potential GOP candidate heading to New York for meetings, though. Former Vice President Mike Pence hasn't yet declared his bid for office, and Nikki Haley, who has said she's running, both have recently connected with donors in the Big Apple. The halls of the Virginia Capitol in Richmond are a lot quieter this week after a busy legislative session came to a close Saturday. Lawmakers passed almost 1,700 bills during the past two months. Whitney Evans sat down with VPM News state politics reporter Ben Pavier to hear about what they did and didn't accomplish. I wanted to start by asking if you were surprised by any bills that passed this year. Well, as you know, Whitney, Virginia Democrats control the state Senate, Republicans have a majority in the House, and that meant most controversial legislation got blocked. But not everything is partisan. There's been growing calls for lawmakers in both parties to increase oversight of public utilities like Dominion Energy, which is one of the biggest political donors in the state. In the past, those efforts have gone nowhere. This year, lawmakers and Governor Glenn Youngkin got behind a bill that would increase oversight in a significant way. It's complicated, but one important takeaway is that it will give more power to the State Corporation Commission over how much money the company is allowed to collect from ratepayers. One topic we've both covered over the past few years is the legalization of cannabis. I know lawmakers still didn't agree for a way for adults to buy marijuana for recreational use. Was there any movement on this issue? No, but we did see a major piece of legislation that would crack down on the sale of intoxicating hemp products like Delta 8. 
The bill would effectively ban the products by capping the amount of THC, which is you know the main intoxicating compound found in the marijuana plant, to 0.3%. Many in the hemp industry argue the bill is poorly written and would cripple their business. And some lawmakers say hemp and cannabis products should be dealt with all at once. Republican Senator Emmett Hanger addressed those concerns on Friday. This assembly uh, in whole in the administration is not ready for recreational marijuana. And this is not about saying no to recreational marijuana. It's about t- a safety issue that's a f- confronting us right now. Backers of the bill say these products pose a danger to consumers because there's no oversight into what's going into them. Youngkin has signaled he's on board with that approach. Where else did we see bipartisan agreement? One notable piece of legislation would up the rate of jury duty from $30 to $50 a day. There's also a bill that classifies fentanyl as a weapon of terrorism and makes it a class 4 felony to knowingly manufacture or distribute it. Another piece of legislation, which I know you've covered, was originally pitched as a way to limit the use of solitary confinement in prison. But advocates say the version lawmakers actually passed could instead actually expand the use of the practice. All of these bills now head to Yunkin, and he can sign them as is, veto them, or amend them and send them back to lawmakers for a final vote. And then, Ben, there's this big agenda item that didn't get done this session, right? The budget. Where does that stand? So tax receipts are higher than lawmakers expected last year, and that leaves them with roughly $3 billion extra to spend. Broadly speaking, Democrats want to see that go toward public services like education. Republicans are pushing for corporate and individual tax cuts, as well as smaller investments in public services. It could be several months before they come to an agreement, if they do at all. In the meantime, lawmakers passed a kind of stopgap budget, including roughly $260 billion to K-12 schools in order to correct a mistake from the Department of Education. There were also a wave of retirement announcements this weekend. What's triggering that? Well, in the past, lawmakers drew their own political maps when redistricting came around once a decade, and they tried to avoid pairing members of their own party together. But this time around, court-ordered experts ignored where incumbents live when they drew the maps, and they often pitted members of the same party against each other. So that's been one factor in a wave of 14 announcements of retirement, according to a tally from the Virginia Mercury. The list includes some heavyweights, like Republican Senate Minority Leader Tommy Norman and Democratic Majority Leader Dick Saslaw. But not everyone is dropping out. Primaries are set for June 20th, and the candidates are looking ahead to what could be an especially tense set of races. All right. Thanks for all of your reporting this year, Ben. Thank you, Whitney. The U.S. Senate is expected to confirm President Joe Biden's nomination of the first openly gay federal judge in Virginia when it convenes today. Jamar K. Walker would fill the seat of Judge Raymond A. Jackson on the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District in Norfolk. Jackson announced plans to oversee fewer cases after nearly three decades on the bench. Walker has worked as a federal prosecutor in Alexandria since 2015. He clerked for Jackson in the Eastern District Court after graduating from University of Virginia Law School in 2011. A community campaign has raised about $20 million for a Northern Neck hospital that's part of the Bon Secours Virginia Health System. Rappahannock General in Kilmarnock hasn't had a significant update since it opened in 1977, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. This infusion of money has helped increase services in the hospital's emergency department. A second phase of improvements will include renovations in the behavioral health department as well as the hospital's courtyard and public spaces. About 100 hospitals serving rural areas in the U.S. have closed during the past decade. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. 
you can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org slash news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. I'm Speech Thomas from the hip-hop crew Arrested Development. On the new VPM podcast, Track Change, I take you behind the walls of Richmond City Jail, where I help four men record an album and hear how they're trying to break free from a cycle of addiction and incarceration. Been so long since I've been free. Subscribe to Track Change in your podcast app.